The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot, the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds. Who are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? This guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious How about, the, how about hypnosis? Let's get through Psychosis? Psychosis? Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler, you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 216 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by the WrestleCast broadcast journalist, Magnum Prime. What's going on, Greg? Can you dig it? <laughs> Thank you for joining me right here before the holidays as we're going to talk about some TLC, some Raw, a little bit of SmackDown, and some NXT. So... You can follow Greg on Twitter at Magnum Prime. You can follow myself on Twitter at Don DeLorente. You can follow the show on Twitter at WrestleCast. And you can also follow our SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonet, on Twitter at Didi Jonet. So, G, we had TLC, aka hashtag No Scrubs Cast, this past Sunday. Thank you to everybody who came out and supported the hashtag. And share their commentary with color. It was uh, much appreciated and very entertaining. So we'll get right into it as we had on the hashtag Say No to Pre-Shows. Cruiserweight Championship match. Buddy Murphy versus Cedric Alexander. And as you predicted so eloquently in who you got. Buddy Murphy retained his title. As uh Alexander rolls Buddy Murphy back in, but Buddy Murphy trips Alexander into the buckles. Buddy Murphy hits a knee strike, and then he hits a Murphy's Law to retain the title. So this was a pretty good match, good opener, good way to start the show and actually give these guys some good time being on the pre-show. Yeah, because, you know, most of the time they're they're hanging in a, a secret Siberian bunker known as 205 Live, so... <laughs> Get all the love while you can. We had a ladder match also in the pre-show. The ladder match between Elias and Bobby Lashley. Elias was victorious as Lashley climbs up the ladder, but Elias stops him. Elias power bombs him onto another ladder. Elias and then Leo Rush begin to climb up. Elias knocks Leo Rush off the ladder. Elias gets the guitar and he wins. After the match. Lashley beats down Elias. Leo hits a frog splash. And then Lashley lays out Elias with a guitar shot. Um, I don't know what they're trying to do with Bobby Lashley. I mean, they're, they're trying to make they're trying to make him into something. But I swear to God, every time I see him, all I see and all I hear is pumps and a bump. Pumps and a bump. <laughs> I I don't know. Let's not go that far. You know, Hammer, he, he will come after folks. So you know, he, <laughs> might, he might be offended by that somehow. He might try to holler at you, man. Don't want them Hammer problems. I don't want it, those Hammer problems. MC MC Search and Red Man tried to warn y'all. Y'all don't want them problems. <laughs> Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox, they faced off against R-Truth and Carmella. In the finals of this year's Mixed Match Challenge, um, Truth and Carmella are victorious. R-Truth steals Alicia Fox's hat. We get a super kick by Carmella. Gender makes the save. R-Truth jump, dumps Gender to the outside. Carmella locks on, locks on the code of silence. And they are victorious. Uh, R-Truth says that they are going to go to WWE headquarters for their vacation. And Carmella is not amused, but they're also going to be number 30 in their respective Royal Rumbles coming up in January. So we'll have your dance breaks in the Royal Rumble at some point. So at the end, so that'll be fun. 
move on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, a triple threat between the Bar, the Usos, and the New Day. And the Bar are victorious. As it breaks down, Kofi clears the ring, wipes out the big pile with the trust fall. We get Enziguri by Woods on Sheamus, but Sheamus catches Xavier Woods with the bro kick, gets the one, two, three, and the champions retain. So this is a this was a good match. It wasn't like up to the classics like you know we've had between the Usos and New Day. It probably needed something like ladders or something. Yeah, but you know we've seen so many different combinations of it. But at the same time, every party involved is is so good and so skilled. So it's it's ba- it was basically like a very good pound cake. Yeah, you know it's not it's not impressive, but you sit back like, hey, that was a really good pound cake. So at least you had a pleasurable experience. Yeah, yeah. It was. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It just you know we've seen some so many spectacular matches between. Those three teams mixed and matched up this year that it seemed like, you know, that one right there could have been like huge if they would have maybe had some, uh, some, some, you know, props or something to go with it. Yeah. And why, why, why can't Raw do that? (laughs) 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 Why is that, why is that impossible for them? Right. Next up, Braun Strowman faced off against Baron Corbin in a TLC match. Braun Strowman's music hits, and he's here, but his arm's in a sling. Braun reminds Corbin that there are no rules and no disqualifications in a TLC match, so if anyone wanted to help Braun, they could. So that's when Apollo Crews, Bobby Roode, uh, and Chad Gable arrive. They all have chairs. Baron Corbin looks to run. Finn Balor comes down. Heath Slater takes off the ref's shirt, so he joins the angry mob. And Braun Strowman watches on as they all beat up Baron Corbin. Baron tries to escape, but Kurt Angle is here to stop that. Angle attacks Baron with chair shots. Uh, they put him back in the ring. All the baby faces hit all their finishers. Heath Slater puts the ref shirt back on. And Braun Strowman steps on Baron Corbin's chest and gets the win. So Baron Corbin is out of power. And Braun Strowman gets his title shot at the Royal Rumble. So, a little bit more involvement from a couple more folks than I thought, but I knew something like that was going to happen. So good. Yeah, he pretty much called it. Good, good way to uh, get out of that with uh, Kurt Angle paying off the uh, thing between him and Baron without them actually having a real build and match or whatever. So, tables match between Natty and Ruby Riot. And Natalia is victorious as she counters uh, Hurricane Rana off the top by uh, Ruby Riot into a power bomb through a table. So Natalia gets some retribution against Ruby Riot. This is a pretty good match, you know. They they worked hard. I think Ruby Riot is uh is pretty is pretty good. I think that she could. She could be the champion, or she could definitely be a credible contender for the championship if they, you know, put her in that position. You got some thoughts on Ruby Riot in that high spot in the women's division? Yeah, I mean, I I would agree with what said. Uh, if there were multiple belts with the with the women, I would probably say maybe like a a U.S. champ. Or uh, or Intercontinental Women's Champion, but yeah, she she definitely has the tools. Next matchup, Finn Balor. He takes on Drew McIntyre. Finn Balor gets the win as Drew McIntyre Drew McIntyre rolls Finn in the ring and grabs a chair, but Finn Balor kicks the chair into Drew McIntyre's face. Then he goes up top, he hits the double stop, and Finn Balor is victorious. What is it going to take for Finn Balor to do something, to, to, to be significant on this show or to Vince or just in general? I feel like 
He's got a cool entrance, but he's kind of like Dean Ambrose, and we'll talk about it in a minute with him. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's to a point where what's so spectacular about his match, though? Yeah, he he really hasn't. It's like he kind of peaked as far as what he brings to the ring, um, which I hope I hope no one is offended by that. But is is there's nothing new to his his move set, and I I really don't think he can become valuable to Vince unless uh, a ton of people become hurt. I mean. It, so he kind of had his shot, but it was interrupted because of injury. And you got other guys who have carried the favor of the, the big guy. So I don't I think the best chance for him is maybe if he were to go to SmackDown. Right. It might be his, his best option at this point. Right. Right. Two SmackDown competitors were next as we had Randy Orton face off against Rey Mysterio Jr. in the chairs match. We get Rey Mysterio Jr. victorious. Orton looks for the RKO in the chairs, but Rey escapes. He trips Orton onto the chairs and then cradles Orton up for the win. So Rey Mysterio Jr. doing what he does. Um, he did that really cool slide. Uh, out of the ring that he does down that splash, but he did it with the chair, so it looked like he was surfing. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Several, several very, very slick spots. Um, you know, because I, I don't care about Randy Orton at this point. <laughs> so I think a lot of people Ray would agree the MVP with you. Of this. I think a lot of people would agree with you. Finn Balor, he's being interviewed backstage on his win. He has no idea what Dolph Ziggler was doing when Dolph uh, interfered in the match earlier. But, you know, he said, you know, he got the win, so he's basking in the glory. Then Dolph arrives, and he attacks Finn Balor. So, got another player added into that mix. It's time for the Raw Women's Championship match between Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax. We have Ronda Rousey retaining. As Tamina distracts Ronda, allowing Nia Jax to cut her off, but Rousey blocks the knockout shot, the armbar is applied, and Nia taps out, and Ronda retains. Uh, Like I was telling you earlier, G, in the pre-show, the dark match, check that out on patreon.com forward slash ESPN Media. I really like this match. I I thought that they... Uh, had some really good chemistry. I thought this was much better than uh, I thought it would be going into it. Ronda Rousey again showing off some new stuff as she did a crossbody um, off the top on the outside. So it was pretty good. Yeah, she's she's definitely putting a, a, a lot more effort into it. You can tell that she she wants to look good out there, and I I appreciate that. So uh, sky's the limits for her. Yeah, and uh, big up to, to Nia as well for the match. Uh, you know, two competitors who don't have that much experience, but they put on a really good match and have really good chemistry with each other. So looking forward to maybe another match, and this time Nia can get her win back. Time for the WWE Championship match. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. The champ retains... As Daniel Bryan reverses a cradle attempt by AJ Styles into his own small package and picks up the win. Uh, This was a really good match. It was totally different from kind of what we'd seen all night. They slowed it down and really told some uh, really good stories. Um, I kind of like this new Daniel Bryan, the heel character. I like his wrestling style. He's real aggressive and uh, he's looking to kind of pick you apart, maim you. You know, he was going after AJ's ribs in this particular match. So, uh, your, your, you know, your assessment of a Daniel Bryan retaining the WWE championship. Well, I, I definitely think it was uh, the right call. Um, I'm, I'm glad 
gave them the, the amount of time that they did to to actually work that match. I was I was fearing that they they may have actually shortened it, but they didn't. Um, but I'm gonna assume we're gonna get a third match out of this somehow. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Two losses, my AJ. I, I think a third was coming. Yeah, yeah. Got to have a rubber match because this was such a out of nowhere finish, you know. Rhonda, she's backstage. Uh, she's back there with Natalia. Char- Charlie interviews Rhonda. Rhonda teases payback against Charlotte later tonight. So Seth Rollins faces Dean Ambrose. WWE Intercontinental title match. Ambrose is victorious as Dean Ambrose counters the blackout into the Dirty Deeds and gets the win. So Dean Ambrose is the new Intercontinental champion. Uh, this was... Um, the clunker match of the night. It was kind of in a bad spot placement on the card wise. Um, it was a, basically the semi main event and everybody was ready to see the main event. And uh, I think this match was kind of DOA, especially with the style of match that they had where they were trying to kind of slow it down. Kind of like uh, AJ and Daniel Bryan did. And people had just saw that and they weren't really into seeing it again. Yeah, and then it, it was supposed to be, you know, like some bitter rivals, yet, you know, brothers at the same time type of of confrontation, and it, it just it, it didn't have the heat to it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't personal enough, and it just it, it left you wanting. Right, right. Um, in between these matches here, um, there's a spot where. Uh, Nia is backstage holding her arm, and uh, Becky rolls up on her, and uh, kind of has a few words for her, and then basically punches Nia in the face and knocks her all down up against the equipment. Yeah, I think they just did away with the face breaker. <laughs> Spot of the night. <laughs> yeah that 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 thing was that thing was pretty dope. So now it's time for the main event. SmackDown Women's Championship TLC match. Becky Lynch, the champion versus Asuka versus Charlotte. Triple threat. And in an upset, we have a new SmackDown Women's Champion as Asuka is victorious when Becky Lynch and Charlotte are both on the ladder trying to battle to the top. Ronda Rousey comes out. She topples the ladder with Becky and Charlotte on it. That allows Asuka to climb up the ladder all by her lonesome. And she grabs the SmackDown Women's title. And she's your new champion. This was some good booking. This was well booked. This was well wrestled, well pulled off, well booked. And it set up a whole lot of things going forward into World Rumble and WrestleMania. It did, and man, did Charlotte really takes some shots on those tables. I'm surprised she didn't end up with a concussion, especially off that, that first spot where it, it broke at the the wrong spot on the table. That was brutal. Yeah, Charlotte was definitely the MVP of this match. She took a lot of big bumps, and she gave a lot of big bumps, too. Yeah, that she did. So let's talk about Asuka as the new SmackDown Women's Champion. Do you think this is uh, transitional, or do you think that this is going to be a legitimate championship run? I think it's probably going to be transitional, but I, I did talk about the match uh, with someone, and I got to give them credit because I didn't quite see it. It, it, it. it missed somehow being right, right in front of me. I, I didn't notice it. But yeah, it kind of made sense with the finish because um, it frees up Becky um, and going into the Royal Rumble to get her back to facing Ronda again, the challenge for the Raw title. Right, so I missed that. I really right. didn't think about that. But yeah, this makes perfect sense now. And it automatically gives Charlotte and Ronda another reason to to wrestle as well at Royal Rumble, maybe. Good point. So... Yeah, 
good job by the booking and creative. I mean, we dog them and talk shit when they do bad, but the few times they do good, we have to tip the cap, and they definitely did good. They're doing the best work with the women's division for you know for everything that is sucking on Raw, and um, you know for the product in general. Just when it pertains to Raw, the women's division is you know generating the most interest. So. Yeah, for sure. But I'm I'm so glad they got a chance to to close the pay per view. Oh yeah, yeah. They were the reason why the butts were in the seats, as Tony Schiavone would say. So we're moving into Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is coming to us from Sacramento. It's been teased that Vince McMahon is going to be here. So Vince comes out. He does his strut. He says Raw's been on the air for 25 years. He says that they've been on the air that long because they've changed with the times. And despite his intelligence, creativity, and brilliance, he can't do it all by himself anymore. So Steph, Triple H, and Shane all come out. Steph admits they haven't been doing a great job or listening to the audience. She says they're here for a fresh start, and the four of them will be taking back Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. They will give the fans what they want, something new and something fresh. There will be new faces, new stars, and new matches. The fans are now the authority, and as long as they work together, WWE will always be then, now, and forever. So, Greg, how's it feel to be in charge of Monday Night Raw, man? Heard it all before. (laughs) (laughs) This is... I'm not falling for this, you know, whether it be, you know, the WWE universe, people power, whatever I know. Okay. I'm not falling for it. Uh, we can have wishful thinking that maybe there'll be a change, but I, I, I don't believe it. Baron Corbin says he's excited for a fresh start. So he does his best, you know, suck up to the bosses. He says what happened at TLC wasn't fair to him, and he needs to have a conversation. So the crowd starts to boo Corbin out of the building. The McMahon's egging on the crowd. Corbin says that he did his best, and the superstars of Raw let him down. He said he wasn't prepared for that unfair attack at the pay-per-view. Triple H mocked Corbin for being predictable. Corbin still wants to be the GM, the McMahon's huddle, and they say, nope, that's not going to happen. Vincent says, wait. There may be a way, and Corbin will have a match right now. And if he wins that match, he will become the GM. So we have. I'm sorry, yes. can I interject for just a moment? Yes. When he said there, there was a way. I did think of the like the deep recesses of my mind. Okay, is this gonna be another member of the Kiss My Ass Club? <laughs> I don't think they can get away with that with the new rating and the corporate sponsors and the new positioning. Probably not, but it was there. It, it 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 crossed my mind. The days when Raw was truly entertaining. <laughs> yeah. What's old is new again. You know, they could always go back to something like that. Yeah, but I mean, it, it would be kind of weird, you know, seeing somebody's granddad, you know, exposing himself and somebody's kissing his ass. That would be kind of weird. So. <laughs> Kurt Angle, he's here to face off with Baron Corbin. Corbin's in control. Triple H announces that this is a handicap match. So Rude Gable and Apollo Crews join the match and they start to beat the crap out of Baron Corbin. Kurt Angle hits some Germans. Then Chad Gable hits his own German. Bobby Rude and Crews start to beat on Corbin as well when he begins to run. They chase him down. They bring him back. They all begin to lay the boots to Corbin as he Slater carefully checks on the turnbuckles. Shank comes out. He makes it a notice qualification match. So, he Slater joins in. He starts laying the boots to Corbin, while everybody else starts to beat on Corbin with chairs, just like at TLC. Rude and Gable hit the Motor City Time Splitters version of the Skull and Bones. We get a frog splash by Apollo Crews, the Angle Slam, and Kurt Angle is victorious. The crowd calls for tables. So, after the match, they put Baron Corbin through a table with an Angle Slam. So the crowd got what they wanted. Baron Corbin with his X Pac go away heat is, you know, no longer the GM. Not so much of a fresh start as they recycled the same thing from the pay per view, just a little bit of a twist on it. Exactly. Finn Balor, he's going up against Dolph Ziggler. 
Balor hits a sling blade. Ziggler cuts him off with a DDT for two. Balor battles back, heads up top, and is cut off. Um, two men fight. We get a Famouster from Dolph. He gets a two count. Then we get a Drew McIntyre run in. He attacks both of the men for a DQ. Drew lays both men out, and he stands tall after the match. Dean Ambrose is here with his SWAT team. He mocks the fans and says he's owed respect. Rollins choked, lost, and Ambrose won the IC title. Ambrose says he took the most important thing in Rollins' life, and when he's done, Rollins will have nothing left. He'll take his career, his reputation, and put it in the gutter. But he could let Rollins admit that he was wrong and that Ambrose was right. Ambrose tries to tempt Rollins with an open challenge, non-title, just for a fight. Ambrose continues to run Seth Rollins down, then issues an IC open challenge for anyone not named Seth Rollins. So Tyler Breeze answers the challenge, and we get Dean Ambrose versus Tyler Breeze. Ambrose posts himself. He gets cradled for two. Tyler Breeze hits the beauty shot and high cross body for a two count. The super kick follows. Ambrose quickly hits the dirty deeds, and Dean Ambrose gets the win over Tyler Breeze. So Seth Rollins' music hits, and all the SWAT team members, they shift their attention to the ramp. And from behind, one of the SWAT team members is Seth Rollins. He attacks Dean Ambrose. He gives him a super kick. He takes out the other SWAT team team guys, and that allows Dean Ambrose to run away. So we're still after it, G, even after that lackluster match. So they're not deterred from from the fans chanting boring during their match at TLC. It's our lucky day. Shane promises new faces and changes. Drake Maverick and AOP arrive. AOP wants their uh, tag team title rematch tonight. Shane refuses the antiquated mandatory rematch clause. Shane books a four-way tag and says the winners get a future tag team title shot. So the new faces are going to be EC3, Laura Sullivan, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, and Heavy Machinery all coming to Monday Night Raw. Leo and Lashley are in the ring with Elias' broken guitar from last night. Lashley does his posing routine. Elias then sneaks in from the back and nails Lashley with the guitar. So he leaves, stands victorious. Uh, we get a Sami Zayn returning soon video package. That was pretty cool. Authors of Pain versus the B-Team versus the Revival versus the Lucha House Party. Number one contenders match. Kalisto takes out Dash. It completely breaks down, and Akam gets dumped. The Luchas get tossed onto the AOP on the floor. Bo Dallas gets a series of cradles for two. We get a shadow, the Shadow Machine from the Revival onto Bo Dallas, and the Revival are victorious, and they are the new number one contenders. So good! Top guys! Now mocking the Lucha House Party. You talk to, wait, what is that noise? That's the noisemaker, the party thing there. Nice snap suplex by Dawson. Delivers the elbow to Kalisto. That's how they, they get the fans pumped up. Yeah, it's like it. a Vuvuzeli. Remember that thing? No, Vuvuzela is completely different. Much less annoying. And here's Kalisto now. And the revival in trouble. Planted by Kalisto. And that is Grand Metalik. You know, Grand Metalik was given that mask at birth so his mother would stop crying. I used that one a couple weeks ago, Corey. Here we go now. (laughs) Double team by the Luchas. And now let's say Dorado. Here's the cover on Wilder. Hook of the leg and a kick out. Kalisto's so fun to watch. The entire Lucha house party's fun to watch. That's their whole regime. It's getting chaotic. I'm not entirely sure who's legal at this point. Dallas and Dawson working together, even though they're on opposite teams. And now AOP. Powerhouse Akam grabbing both superstars. And now Akam sent over the top rope. And launched. What a move by Dallas and Dawson who are on opposite teams, but Corey, they're working together. It's necessary at this particular juncture in a matchup like this. Temporary alliances will sometimes form. 
You just have to be aware of the situation at all times. Don't turn your back. Like Dawson is right now. Rolled, rolled through. Covered by Bo Dallas. And now, inside cradle for They Dallas. have him here to win this matchup and a kick out at two. Oh, Dallas rolling out. Can the B team do it again? Remember, former tag champs. Oh, Dallas had a counter for everything. Scott Dawson's attempted. Tag is made. Dash Wilder, now the legal competitor. Shatter machine. Cover. Look out. Gable and Rude, the revival, are coming for you. Here are your winners, the Revivals. And that has got to taste sweet for the Revival, Corey, after everything they've been through the past few weeks. After being forced to endure unfair sense of circumstances, the Revival are finally where they belong as contenders to the Raw Tag Team titles. So, that's one thing that got shook up, though. They finally gave the Revival a win instead of losing to the Lucha House Party for the last month and a half. Yeah, that was something to hang your head on. That was refreshing. Rollins talks about his loss to Ambrose and says he hurt the crowd. He says he will end Ambrose. Corbin arrives and blames Rollins for everyone thinking he's done a poor job and that he got fired. Then Seth Rollins lays Baron Corbin out. Ronda Rousey says she told Nia Jax that she would win. She told Charlotte that she'd write the next chapter. And she told Becky Lynch she's the last person to provoke. She's here to define what a real champion is. A real champion is the best of the best in all areas the best of what the human race has to offer. She wants to defend her title tonight. The women begin to argue. Steph yells at them and brings them on stage. Steph will give them a chance to earn a title shot by winning a gauntlet match for the number one contender. So our number one contender's ladies gauntlet match. Bailey and Alicia Fox start us off. Alicia Fox hits a big boot, but Bailey craters or cradles Alicia Fox for the win. Dana Brooke is in next. Dana goes for repeated covers, but Bailey hits a Bailey to Bailey and pins Dana. Mickey James is next in. We get a stunner in the ropes by Bailey. Mickey James keeps firing back, and the DDT finally finishes Bailey. Ember Moon is our next competitor. Mickey Jane heads up top, and she leaps off into a code breaker. The Eclipse finishes off Mickey James. Natalia is next. Ember Moon fights off the sharpshooter and gets a cradle for a two count. Natalia then gets a cradle, and Ember Moon is pinned, so Ember Moon is eliminated. Ruby Riot is our next competitor. Ruby hits an STO. She heads up top and misses the followaway senton. Natalia cradles up Ruby Riot for the pin. Sasha Banks is our final competitor. Banks looks for the bank statement, but Natalia cuts that off, and the sharpshooter follows, and Sasha Banks has to tap. So Natty has earned the match against Ronda Rousey and we, we are informed that match will happen next week so post match Ronda Rousey arrives she raises Natty's arm they hug they shake hands and they hug again well here's Bailey now up over the top oh. Bailey tweaking her knee on the landing oh, and Fox with a boot looking to advance in a gauntlet match into the cover Oh, Bailey! Shoulders down! Bailey advances! Alicia Fox has been eliminated. She's very, very wise. I'm very impressed with Dana Brooke tonight. Got to imagine the McMahons, they've got a heavy hand in tonight's programming. They've got to have a keen eye for Dana Brooke after this. Oh. DDT is it to put her away, and it is Mickey James knocks Bailey off Bailey. Bailey has been eliminated. Going up top. Top rope for Ember Moon. The Eclipse. Ember Moon advances. Mickey James has been eliminated. Ember's got that power on her side. Yeah, but open hand I'm fighting back. Yeah, open hand strikes. Oh, inside cradle by Moon. Natalia kicks it too. And from behind, O'Connor roll. Roll up by Natalia. Got her. 
Ember Moon has been eliminated. Ruby Riot looking for something big. Going to reach deep into her arsenal. Well, she realizes it's going to have to go big to take Natalia out. Nobody home. Ruby was looking for the reverse senton. Natalia out of the way in time into a cover. Oh, Natalia got her. Ruby Riot has been eliminated. Sasha is ripe for the picking. Straight from the park Center in the ring. What's Banks going to do? How much energy taps? Natalia's got a date with Ronda Rousey. Here is your winner by submission, Natalia. Natalia and Rousey, the best of friends, are going to meet next week. Mutual respect between these two runs deep. Yeah, but do you toss that respect out the window next week when it's about the championship? Sure do. Great performance by Natalia tonight. But Ronda has kind of a look in her eye like, hmm, you're my friend, but now you're my competitor too. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see how this story plays out. I wish Miss Didi Jonet was here because I know that she would have some interesting thoughts on these two ladies matching up. Sure. <laughs> so we'll turn our attention to SmackDown. Uh, Becky arrives to kick off the show. She doesn't care who she uh, who they think is running the show, but the man is really in charge. The only thing she wants from the man's is the Raw Women's Champion. When she came at Rousey, she did so face to face. But Roni toppled her, toppled over a ladder and left in Roddy Piper cosplay gear. Charlotte arrives and tells Becky to know her place and that she gets Ronda first. Lynch says that she's done following Charlotte, but Charlotte says Lynch will look up to her then, now, and forever. The new champ, Oscar, makes her way to the ring. Oscar says to forget Rousey because she is the champion now. Lynch and Charlotte claim Oscar never beat them. They argue, and that's when Vince arrives. Vince congratulates Asuka and tells Becky and Charlotte that they aren't owed anything and that everything goes in TLC matches. He tells them to take control and take it out on Rousey. Vince asks if Asuka wants to defend her title tonight. Naomi arrives and makes her case to Vince and Vince agrees. So we get Asuka versus Naomi for the SmackDown Women's title. Asuka looks for the Asuka lock, but Naomi rolls. She fights, but Asuka finally locks it in, and Naomi counters into a cradle for a two count. The rearview connects for a good near fall. Naomi springboards in and eats the code breaker. Asuka locks on the Asuka lock, and Naomi taps out, and the champ retains. This was a cool little match. Too bad they didn't build it up a little bit more with the story of the two tag team partners going at each other because uh, Naomi had a bunch of counters for the Oscar lot. They could have, you know, commentary could have worked in because, you know, they've been teaming up for the past two or three months that, you know, Naomi's figured out these counters and stuff. It could have been a cooler story if they would have put a little bit more time into it. But, you know, good match, good defense for Oscar getting her first title match. Defense has a way. The Miz meets with Vince, who mocks uh, his door-knocking skills. Vince says Shane can't come out to play and explains his issues with Shane. Miz wants Vince's blessing to be Shane's partner, but Vince will give Miz a chance to prove himself. Rusev and Lana are interviewed. Rusev says he hopes the McMahon family is watching because he's handsome, a hunk, a star, a super athlete, and a champion. Meanwhile, Nakamura is dressing like Sonic the Hedgehog. Jeff Hardy arrives. He's not painted up. He says some of what Joe said is true, but he's fought hard to come back to be here. Samoa Joe arrives to allegedly apologize to Jeff for his recent actions. Joe says he's sorry because he's here for an intervention. They've known each other for a long time. It's the holidays and Jeff will fall off the wagon. Jeff refutes this and says Joe attacks weaknesses to account for his insecurities. Then Jeff reminds Joe that he hasn't won a title in the two years that he's been in WWE. Joe attacks, and Jeff hits a twist of fate and stands tall. I thought this was a really good segment. I thought Jeff Hardy looked really good in this segment. He kind of got, you know, one in on Samoa Joe after Samoa Joe, you know, was up to like three three to nothing if we were keeping score. 
if this was a best of seven. So it, it, this was a good for the story for Jeff Hardy to kind of have a good burn on the promo and then win the physical attack between him and Samoa Joe as well. Did you get a chance to see this, G? I, I didn't get a chance to catch it. Oh, yeah, this was really good. Well, Samoa Joe right now is just money on the microphone. So anything that he's involved in that has to do with talking is a is an A1 segment on any show. So good stuff for those two. Uh, the Miz gets paired with Mandy Rose because that's who Vince uh, gave him a poor tag team partner. They go up against Truth and Carmella. Truth dumps Miz, and we get a dance break. We get a super kick to Mandy from Carmella, but the Miz sneaks up behind our truth gives him the skull crushing finale, and the Miz and Mandy Rose are victorious. We get highlights of Mustafa Ali's debut from last week. Ali has been officially added to the SmackDown roster. We get another video package of Lars, EC3, Lacey Evans, Nikki Cross, and Heavy Machinery. The Usos arrive. They say that they run SmackDown, and they weren't pinned at TLC. They call out the bar, but the Good Brothers arrive. The Good Brothers says it's always the same teams, and while they are great, the Good Brothers haven't been on TV since August. They are here to clean house. So we get a match between the Good Brothers and the Usos. Anderson and one of the Usos that work up top, Anderson gets tossed off. We get the super kicks by Jimmy, followed, and uh, the bar comes down. Jimmy hits a splash, but then Sanity rushes the ring and one's Rob, taking out the Usos and the Good Brothers. Post-match, the bar picks the bones as Sanity leaves. And Anderson leaping into the neck breaker. Jey Uso's in a bad spot. Hook to the leg. Anderson can't put away Uso. What a marquee victory this would be for Gallows and Anderson, as they said before the break. Have not had a match on SmackDown Live in four months. They could come out of nowhere, basically, and surprise the Usos. Well, that would make a huge statement. That would have to put them in the title picture on SmackDown Live. On the move. Oh, man, looking for the Bird of Doom, and instead pulled outside the ring by Jimmy Uso. Now Jay trying to outpower Gallows. Not going to happen. Up and oh! Sit out, choke slam. Could this be it? Cover! And Jay able to get the shoulder up at two. Been almost like a handicap match since Jay Uso was taken down with the kick. Jimmy up top. Anderson is down. Uh oh. Oh, come on. Jimmy trying to focus on Carl Anderson. Meanwhile, here come the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Cesaro and Sheamus. Oh, there's the splash. Jimmy, can he close out this match? Wait, 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 wait. What in the world? Eric Young, Alexander Wolf, Killian Dane have hit the ringside area. I don't know what the bar had in mind, but clearly Sanity had other plans. Oh, no, no. no. Oh, Jay, 300 pounder. No, no, no. Oh, Killian Dane wipes out Jey Uso. Oh, my God. Devastation back inside the ring. Wolf and Dane now, tandem offense. Hey, with this fresh start, the field's wide open here. They're going to have to seriously reconsider. Gallows and Anderson have stepped up. The Usos and New Day are around. Sanity's in here. And meanwhile, Cesaro oh, and Sheamus are going to pick the bones left over by Sanity. A couple of jackals on the carry-on. What's the point of this? Oh! The point of it is to make a statement. Sheamus and Cesaro, they're tag team champions. They're just reminding everybody who's sitting on the throne. Yeah, they look real tough now. Both teams were already down. Destroyed. Oh, Jay into the barricade. The ball reminding everyone, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So they're trying to jumpstart the SmackDown uh, tag team division in certain sanity and the Good Brothers back into it. So we'll see with this, you know, new variety, what type of matchups we can get. Uh, Nakamura shows some total highlights, some total divas, excuse me, highlights to mock Rusev. That was a good little comedy spot there. Daniel Bryan says that he killed the Yes Movement and killed the house that AJ Styles built. He's creating a brave new world here on SmackDown. People fear change, and he runs down the fans for their toxic habits. He says the city of Fresno ranks number one in pollution in California. 
Shame, shame, shame. Self-education is the only real education, but these people wouldn't know education if it was handed to them through a drive through window. These people have failed, and he's here to show them the way. So we get our main event, AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali versus Daniel Bryan and Cian Amos. Daniel Bryan misses the corner drop kick, but cuts off the Styles clash with kicks. We get a DDT by Styles, and Styles tags in Ali. Ali hits a tornado DDT. He heads up top, and Almas cuts him off. Styles takes out Almas. We get an imploding 450 on Daniel Bryan, and Mustafa Ali pins Daniel Bryan. Oh, Mustafa Ali. And Almas has been heavy hitting throughout this matchup. The new Daniel Bryan's got to be happy to have Almas on his side here tonight. Let me ask you a question, David Otunga. When's the last time you bottled some rainwater? When's the last time you chose an alternative method to transport your water? Uh-oh. I, oh! I can't say that I've ever Yeah, you have. You're part water. of the problem. Hold on a second. Now Ali trying to slide in. Face first into the canvas. And Brian rolls outside the ring. The WWE champion in a bad spot. And now Mustafa Ali starting to pick things oh, up. Oh, what a block. Tranquilo. Oh, no. Oh, and Styles a kick to Almas. Tranquilo that. You can't tranquilo something. It's not a verb. Styles helping out Ali. Oh, no. And he took out everybody. Oh, Almas looking for the hammerlock DDT. Oh, trying to set up AJ Styles. Styles locking himself up and backing himself into the ropes. Oh, my God. Hard to the outside. And now it's style. Wait a minute. Oh, Mustafa Ali lost his footing, but he still took down Almas. Brian into the top turnbuckle. Sidestepped by AJ Styles, and this is what Styles wanted. Oh, it's time for the Styles clash. Could this put away Brian and a big kick? And the WWE Champion could be closing in on a victory. This is where Mustafa Ali lives. Looking for the 054. Oh, wait a minute. Almas, Almas slowing down Ali. Oh. Looking for the inverted 450, but phenomenal forearm by Styles. Look out, guys. Oh, 54. Cover. Mustafa Ali has pinned the WWE Champion. Here are your winners, the phenomenal AJ Styles and Mustafa Ali. Listen, Mustafa Ali wanted to burst onto the scene in a big way. There is no bigger way than defeating the reigning WWE Champion. This was a really good matchup, really fresh matchup. Mustafa Ali. Definitely injecting some life into the SmackDown main events. And he's got a pin over Daniel Bryan. So I guess that means we're going to get a title match between these two eventually at some point on SmackDown. So that should be really fun. And then it looks like maybe AJ and CN Almas may be spinning out into something. So I think those two can have some really good matches. CN Almas can really go. He just hasn't had a chance on SmackDown. To show what he can do, but if you're a fan of NXT and you uh, remember earlier in 2018, he had a match of the year uh, type of match with Johnny Gargano, and a lot of people are still talking about that. So hopefully, him and AJ can get some matches on pay per view, and he can really show what he can do. So uh, very entertaining SmackDown. Really enjoyed it. At this time, before the holiday season is over. And you guys are still doing shopping, spending those gift cards, going on Amazon. Please stop by CSPN.us first. Click on the tab that says keep our podcast free at the top of the page. Once you click on that tab, click on the Amazon tab. Do your shopping as you normally would. And some of your purchase will come back to us here at the CSPN to help keep the WrestleCast and all the podcasts here free on the network each and every week. So again, CSPN. 
and Amazon.com. Do it today. Last review, G, we're going to talk about some NXT. Uh, we're going to start off with Dakota Kai and Io Shirai versus Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir. Uh, Jasmine Duke and Marina Shafir are making their debut as wrestlers. They're uh, members of the Four Horsewomen MMA version. Uh, Dakota Kai finds a way to nail one of her unique kicks, and it gives her an opening to make the hot tag to Io Shirai. Marina Shafir comes in at the same time. We get a running knee and a forearm by Eo. We get a tiger faint kick and a springboard drop kick by Eo. We get double knees in the corner, followed by a body slam. Eo goes up top while Dakota Kai boots Jasmine Duke off the apron. We get the moonsault by Eo to Shafir and Dakota Kai and Eo Shirai are your winners. Pretty impressive match by Eo and Dakota Kai. Eo is really good. They told a really good story. They kind of got the advantage on Dakota Kai and you know they are still green so they stuck to the offense that they knew kind of some throws and some strikes speaking of uh, Duke and Shafir and uh, they showed themselves pretty good for opening match so they got some things to work on but there are some things that they can work with in NXT next up it's Matt Riddle against Punishment Martinez Uh, they show that uh Oh, they, excuse me, they show when Matt Riddle beat Punishment Martinez, but then he was attacked by Cassius Ono. Uh, Matt Riddle's interviewed about it. Riddle said that it sucked, but he understood because he knocked Cassius Ono out in seven seconds, and he dared Ono to face him again. We have the repackaging of Donovan Dijak. He is now Dominic Dijakovic, and he goes up against Aaron Mackey. Uh, Dominic Dijakovic, he gets the win with his finishers, Feast Your Eyes. Uh, you know, basically a good squash match to kind of show off uh, Dijakovic's strength and power and show you his finisher. We get a heavy machinery vignette. Then William Regal adds Io Shirai to the number one contender's Fatal 4-Way. And that will take place next week. And the competitors will be Bianca Belair, Lacey Evans, Mia Yim, and Io Shirai. Heavy Machinery, they beat down some jobbers. The Undisputed Era came out to the stage. Uh, Trevor Knight is distracted for a moment, but he wipes out jobber number two with a clothesline. Heavy Machinery hits the compactor and could win the match, but Otis picks up the dude mid-pin. Jobber number one comes in. He also takes a compactor. Otis then picks up both men for a double compactor, and Heavy Machinery gets the win. It's main event time. Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano in a steel cage match. As Alistair Black is entering the cage, he's attacked from behind by Johnny Gargano. Both men are down. Johnny climbs the cage and Alistair Black crawls for the door. That's when Tommaso Chopper comes out. He slams the cage door shut on Alistair Black's head. Chopper then beats on Alistair Black as Johnny watches from the other side of the cage. Instead of winning the match, Johnny gets back in the cage. He stands across from Ciampa as Aleister Black is laid out between both men. Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, they do the old DIY salute and they hit the meeting in the middle. Tommaso Ciampa leaves, Johnny Gargano makes the cover, and Johnny Gargano gets the win. Tommaso Ciampa applauds Gargano as he heads up the ramp. Gargano sits cross-legged next to a fallen Aleister Black before exiting the cage. This was high-level stuff. Oh, man, that cage match was so good. The finish was out of nowhere, and it just continues the story, and it brings us back to maybe getting this three-way that we were supposed to get back in the fall, but then Aleister Black got injured, and so they couldn't do it, and they kind of was like, it was one of those things where I was like, man, I just want to see Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano again. Why they got to give us this three-way. Then they shot the angle, and then I was like, oh, yeah, I want to see this three-way. And then Aleister Black gets hurt, and then it all goes away. So now they got us back in the mix where we could possibly get the three-way again. So it was real cool seeing DIY come back together, this time as, like, you know, the evil twins or whatever. It's just good. Really good stuff. So if you aren't watching NXT and you're like done with Raw, really don't feel like spending time and investment for Raw, 
Start watching NXT on the network Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock. It's the best thing WWE does. It's been that way for about two years now. They have good storylines. They have good matches. They have good wrestlers and good interviews. So everything is there that you want for your wrestling program. And it's only an hour. So I would definitely tell everybody to go watch that cage match, though. Really good cage match, you know, really good high spots. Um, just Aleister Black is a badass, and Giant Gargano can go, so they match really well together. So, G-Money, at this time, man, I'm going to turn it over to you to give a few shout-outs and thank yous and whatnot before we head off into the holidays. Uh, well, thank you. I'd I like to give, you know, big shouts out to, to you and Didi for, for holding this uh, incredible ship down. Uh, tremendous shout out to the listeners and the, the followers on Twitter of uh, the WrestleCast and uh, big shouts out to my family uh, namely my wife who uh, who's awesome and makes me a a better man each day yes big up to G's wife who Let's us uh, borrow him each and every week for at least 45 minutes to an hour real late at night on Thursdays. So definitely appreciate her. I give a big shout out to G. Give a big shout out to Didi. Give a big shout out to Sam. Give a big shout out to all the listeners. I hope everybody has a happy, happy holiday. Hope they're safe when they travel uh, to and fro. Hope you guys get everything you wanted on your Christmas list and your wish list. Um, continue to support the WrestleCast, like I said, by supporting our sponsors over at CSPN.us. You can also become a Patreon backstage member, gain access to exclusive podcasts over on Patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. That's another way that you can support the podcast. So again, happy holidays to everybody. Thank you to everybody who tuned in for the No Scrubs cast. Um, Also, Look out for the voting to continue for the L Dandies as I'm starting to put those polls out. We just had the first round matchups for match of the year. Had a couple of ties, so I've got to figure out what I'm going to do about those. But the second round matchups I'll be posting up soon and we'll be listing the other categories. And we'll probably come out with a special show sometime in January or February. So Patreon members be looking out for that as we'll give out our L Dandy Awards for 2018. So, for the WrestleCast correspondent, Mr. Magnum Prime, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. This has been episode 216 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. So, everybody wants to know what's, what's going on with Monday Night Raw. I'm sure you've asked that question. Because Monday Night Raw has been on the air for over 25 years. That's extraordinary. One of the reasons for our success, of course, is we change with the times. When the times need a changing, we do just that. We change with the times. And despite, despite one man's brilliance, despite one man's creativity, one man's vision, can't do it all by myself anymore, that's for sure. I can do it without you guys, though. Yeah. So with that in mind... We're out here tonight because um, we haven't been doing a very good job for you lately. We haven't been doing the one thing that my father has always taught us to do, and that's listen to our audience. We've let... Middle managers air their petty grievances. We've been suffocating our superstars, and all of that is going to change, and it starts tonight. We're off to a fresh start. The days of absentee management are over. As of now, the four of us will be taking back Monday Night Raw. And that goes for SmackDown Live as well. 
because the four of us are personally responsible to ensuring that all of you have the best possible experience that there is. We're going to empower our superstars and empower all of you. And more importantly, we're going to give you what you want. Something new, something fresh. In the coming weeks and months, you will be seeing new faces, new superstars, new matchups. As of now, you are the authority. And as long as we give you less of what you don't want and more of what you do, WWE will always be then, now, and forever.